RTHK News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Sean Kennedy. Tonight's headlines. The government announces a raft of tougher social distancing measures as officials report another surge in COVID cases. The chief executive says the government plans $10,000 handouts for people who've lost their jobs because of the pandemic. And Carrie Lamb says the employment ordinance will be changed to make it easier to sack people who refuse to get vaccinated. The government will limit private gatherings to no more than two households from Thursday as part of tightened anti-epidemic measures in the face of the worst COVID-19 outbreak to hit Hong Kong. No more than two people can be together in public and a new vaccine pass initiative will come into effect on February 24th, banning people who aren't vaccinated or who don't have a medical exemption from places like shopping malls, department stores, hair salons and supermarkets. However, the scheme won't apply to public transport for now. Here's the Chief Executive Carrie Lam. I hope we all realise that the time has come for Hong Kong to take some tough measures. And every measure that we now introduce has been undertaken in another jurisdiction, including some places and countries which are very proud of their human rights, their democracy and so on. They are doing all these sort of things because this is about, about life. Public health prevails uh, very often, uh, the individual freedoms. But we will not make any individual in Hong Kong who simply could not live. So there will be exemptions, there will be a compassionate treatment for this and that. A further 625 COVID-19 cases were confirmed today, setting another record for Hong Kong's daily tally of infections. Frank Jung has the details. For the second straight day, the number of COVID infections in Hong Kong has surpassed 600. Dr. Chuang Shokwan of the Center for Health Protection said the bulk of cases were locally transmitted infections involving people who had attended large-scale gatherings. One cluster, for example, involved almost 50 people. Dr. Chuang added that a number of cases have been detected in elderly homes, resulting in more than 100 senior citizens being taken into quarantine. And there were about 500 preliminary infections. The hospital authority's chief manager, Larry Lee, urged people not to be complacent, seeing while some Omicron patients suffered no or mild symptoms, others, especially the unvaccinated, can get very sick. He urged people who have not been vaccinated to get jabbed as soon as possible. The CE also announced that her government will give $10,000 handouts to people who've lost their job because of the pandemic as part of a new $26 billion epidemic relief fund. As Cecil Wong reports, the government will also change laws to tackle labour issues related to COVID-19. Carrie Lam says the one-off $10,000 subsidy will be given to people who've lost their jobs as a result of the pandemic. This, she says, is a groundbreaking policy that the government's agreed to after hearing from union leaders and lawmakers that the local job market had been hit hard after Omicron struck. Those who lost their jobs before the current wave of outbreaks began last December, however, will not be eligible for the subsidy. The CE says officials are also preparing legal changes such that it will amount to unreasonable dismissal for employers to sack staff who are subject to quarantine or mandatory testing orders. At the same time, she says those who are laid off or refusing to get vaccinated will not be protected under the employment ordinance. Meanwhile, Mrs. Lamb said there will be more help for specific groups of workers in the next round of the anti-epidemic fund. Cleaners, security guards and those working other high-risk jobs, such as airport freight workers, will also be getting $10,000 subsidies to be paid across five months. Sectors which were already eligible for previous round of subsidies, such as operators of restaurants, gyms and beauty parlors, as well as affected individuals, will also get money from the new round of relief fund.
The CE added that sectors indirectly affected, such as farmers and recruitment firms, will also get financial help. Around 80 patients are being moved to the Penny's Bay Quarantine Camp, which from today is housing COVID patients with few or no symptoms. Close contacts, on the other hand, are allowed to undergo home isolation. Health officials say they've asked 38 close contacts of patients and secondary contacts to quarantine at home. And on to the weather for tonight and tomorrow. It'll be mainly cloudy with one or two rain patches in the morning and at night. The minimum temperature tomorrow will be about 15 degrees in urban areas, slightly lower in the new territories. The maximum temperature will be about 18 degrees, moderate to fresh, east to northeasterly winds and the outlook. Sunny intervals with temperatures rising slightly in the next couple of days, but they'll fall again early next week and there'll be a few rain patches on Sunday. You're listening, you're tuned to RTHK. The time is five minutes past 11. The Employers Federation of Hong Kong has welcomed the planned changes to the employment ordinance. Its CEO, Louis Pong, says many companies have been allowing time off for staff who have to quarantine. I think it's reasonable. I mean, these people, if they're locked down in their home, they can't come to work. I mean, uh, employers in general uh, understand and, and accept it. I think a lot of employees in Hong Kong are already accepting it, meaning understanding and accepting that if staff are locked down at home and they can't come to work, they will treat them as a sick leave. Meanwhile, the chairman of the Hong Kong Retail Management Association, Annie Chur, said the latest COVID rules are another blow for retailers. She called for more government support for the sector. We have been facing a lot of pressure from the rent. We really need the government to do something to compel, like, for example, to compel the the landlord to offer concessions to retailers. That's the only way that we can survive. But, of course, we hope that the government will also consider uh, helping our industry in the next round of um, subsidy. Because nowadays, like, even though we are not ordered to close our shops, there is no, no customers, no sales, and it's actually no difference from being forced to shut down. Overnight lockdowns are in effect in Taipo and Sha Tin and a Tunmun lockdown has been extended for a third day. Wang Chi House and Wang Xing House in Wang Fu Court in Taipo were locked down after COVID was detected in sewage samples. This is operation is expected to end around noon tomorrow. Officials also locked down Meifung House in Mei Lam Estate in Sha Tin after several positive cases and after detecting COVID traces in sewage samples. DAB lawmaker Holden Chow has criticised the government for keeping residents of a lockdown Tunmun block in the dark for hours about the testing. And officials said they're extending the lockdown of Lernkit House in Lernking Estate for a third night until at least 10am. The National Health Commission says confirmed COVID-19 infections in the south- southwestern city of Baishu have jumped for a third straight day. The city of 3.6 million people in Guangxi on the border with Vietnam recorded 64 new confirmed locally transmitted cases yesterday, up from 37 on Sunday and 6 on Saturday. Residents of Baishu have already been ordered to stay indoors when not out by daily necessities, while non-essential trips in and out of the city are banned under tough national guidelines aimed at quickly quelling COVID outbreaks. Baishur is a major aluminium producer and a government-backed consultancy said the restrictions have seen transport disruptions at some manufacturers. Concerns about production disruption helped lift London aluminium prices to a near four-month high today. Hong Kong shares closed sharply lower today as uncertainty about the impact of the US government's move to add more Chinese ent- entities to an export control list weighed on sentiment. 
The Hang Seng Index slumped 250 points, 1%, to end at 24,329. Internationally, the oil giant BP has announced its highest profit in eight years, nearly 13 billion US dollars. Energy companies are benefiting from a surge in oil and gas prices. The BBC's Dashini David has more. The very same energy prices that have spelt crippling bills for users previously prompted BP's boss to describe his operation as a cash machine. A combination of resurgent demand and geopolitical tensions means wholesale gas costs are five times higher than before the pandemic, while oil prices have almost doubled. BP has also benefited from a large stake in the Russian energy producer Rosneft at a time when that country has been accused of boosting prices by constraining supply. The head of the European Commission has announced plans for major new investment in the development and production of microchips that aims to make the EU a world leader in the field. Ursula von der Leyen said the goal was for the EU to produce a fifth of the world's supply by 2030 and increase its resilience in the event of supply chain disruption. The BBC's Danny Eberhard reports. The coronavirus pandemic was a rude awakening for the European Union in terms of exposing strategic vulnerabilities in some areas of manufacturing. Protective health equipment was one, microchips another. They're essential for everything from washing machines to smartphones. Global shortages of chips have forced temporary shutdowns of some production lines, including in the car industry. This plan aims to mobilise billions of dollars of private and public investment in fields like research and advanced production facilities. The goal is to more than double the EU's current market share, from 9% to 20 within eight years. Former Pope Benedict has acknowledged there were errors in the handling of child abuse cases during his time as the Archbishop of Munich. The BBC's Jenny Hill in Berlin has more. Last month, German lawyers published a report that revealed the historic sexual abuse of hundreds of children at the hands of priests working in the German Diocese of Munich. Pope Benedict XVI was the Archbishop there in the late 1970s and early 80s and, according to the report's authors, failed to act in four cases of child sex abuse. Today, the former Pope admitted that errors were made and asked for the forgiveness of all victims of abuse within the Catholic Church. But he failed to address claims that he'd mishandled the cases and said it was deeply hurtful that the inquiry had accused him of lying to investigators. Benedict, who is now 94 years old and in frail health, said he would soon face the final judge of his life. The authorities in the southern Indian state of Karnataka have closed all high schools and colleges for three days after protests escalated against female Muslim students wearing the hijab. The BBC's Anbarasan Etarajan has more. Tensions have escalated since a few colleges in India's Karnataka state banned Islamic headscarves inside classrooms, saying it was against the uniform rules. Muslim women say they have been attending classes for years wearing their hijabs and it's part of the religious faith. Protests have turned violent in some parts of the state. A video on social media showed a group of students replacing India's national flag inside a school campus with a Hindu religious flag. Several social media users have criticised the state authorities for not tackling the situation much earlier. Sport now, and we start at the Winter Olympics, where home favourite Gu Ailing, or Eileen Gu, has struck gold for China, winning the inaugural women's free ski big air title in spectacular fashion. Todd Harding reports. 
After a strong opening jump, Californian-born Goose saved her best for last when she managed four rotations before grabbing the outside of her ski and landing backwards. The stunning jump saw her snatch first place from Francis Tesla Durr, the big air champion at last month's X Games in Aspen, who had to settle for silver. In figure skating, Nathan Chen smashed a world record held by his fierce rival Yuzuru Hanyu as the Japanese two-time reigning Olympic champion made an uncharacteristically shaky start to his title defence. Facing off for the first time at the Beijing Games, Hanyu had to settle for a disappointing eighth in the short programme, with his younger teammates Yuma Kagiyama and Shoma Uno second and third. But Chen is far out in front with a score of 113.97, the highest ever awarded in a short programme. Program, smashing Han Yu's previous record of 111.82. It takes America's three-time world champion one step closer to the only major prize that has eluded him, an Olympic gold medal. Austrian Matthias Meyer defended his Olympic Super G title, making history in the process as the first male alpine skier to win gold in three consecutive games. American Ryan Cochran Siegel took a surprise silver, with Norway's Alexander Armot Kilder claiming bronze. In women's hockey, Canada beat Team USA 4-2 in the final game of the preliminary rounds. They won all four of their group stage games and are the number one seeds heading into the quarterfinals, semis and gold medal match. There were also gold for France's Quentin fion Maillet in the 20-kilometre individual biathlon and Johannes Horsflot Klebo of Norway, who successfully defended his Olympic cross-country sprint crown. Sweden's Jonas Sundling won the women's sprint, while Kjell Neuss of the Netherlands became the first speed skater since 1994 to successfully defend his Olympic title in the men's 1500 metres. Hong Kong will make its 2022 Winter Olympic debut tomorrow. 19-year-old alpine skier Audrey King will compete against the world's best in the women's slalom event. She tested positive for COVID-19 on arriving in Beijing, but submitted consecutive negative tests last week, allowing her to be discharged from isolation and returned to training. Despite the unsettling start, she said she's ready to make the most of every moment of the competition. Being able to represent the city myself and kind of introduce winter sports to more people in Hong Kong is a really amazing thing. I think in terms of like goals for myself, I just hope that I can put the training runs that I've been doing um, into a race setting, um, especially at the Olympics. And I think that if I'm able to do that, then I'll be really happy walking away from the games no matter what. But more than anything, just trying to uh, make the best out of this experience. And a reminder of our top stories tonight. The government announces a raft of tougher social distancing measures as officials report another surge in COVID cases. The chief executive says the government plans $10,000 handouts for people who've lost their jobs because of the pandemic. And Carrie Lam says the employment ordinance will be changed to make it easier to sack people who refuse to get vaccinated. The news from RTHK. I can still remember when I bought my first guitar Remember just how good the feeling was Put it proudly in my car And my family listened 50 times to my two-song repertoire And I told my mum her only son was gonna be a star Boy, 
But all the beating records Sounded just like more Bought all the old Chuck Berries 78s and all And I sat by my record player Playing every note they played And I watched them all on TV Making every move they made Rock and roll I gave you All the best years of my life All the dreamy sunny Sundays All the moonlit summer nights I was so busy in the back Writing love songs to you While you were changing your direction Never even knew That I was always Just one step behind you Sixty-six seemed like the year I was really going somewhere We were living in San Francisco With flowers in our head Singing songs of kindness So the world would understand That the guys and me were something more Than just another band And then sixty-nine and L.A. Came around so soon We were really making it with Riding lots of Must have played the wildest stuff we had ever played. The way the crowds cried out for us, thought we had it made. Rock and roll again, all the best years of my life, all the crazy, lazy young days, all the magic moments. I was so busy on the road, singing love songs to you, words of change. And so, when I saw Suzanne, I was trying to go solo with someone else's man. And she came up to me later, took her by the hand, and I told her all my troubles, and she seemed to understand. And she followed me through London, through a hundred hotels, through a hundred record companies who didn't like my tune. Followed me when finally I sold my old guitar. And she tried to help me understand and never be a star. One step behind you, rock and roll. 